Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hi, welcome back to People of Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner Badgley, and this week we will be wrapping up our conversation on accessing your greater purpose and building an extraordinary life through real estate investing. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage checking that out. Some of the things we covered are a glimpse at his upcoming book, The No Quitter's Guide to Investing in Real Estate and Living an Extraordinary Life, accessing purpose, building culture, and the major shift in his real estate business, discovering success and finding time to live within yourself, and so many more exciting topics. And in this episode, Nathan and I will be talking about accumulating wisdom through coaches and mentors, finding the right coach specific to your needs, his advice in handling responsibilities and intimate relationships, and so much more. It seems like uh, one of the things that you've done to accumulate these wisdom resources is hiring coaches and mentors in your life. Um, yep. I have a lot of questions about that, but in the book you talked about you spend more than six figures a year on this. You're constantly like changing out who those people are. Yeah, what is your, like you are very much a student of your life in, in essence, it seems like. What is your, yeah, what kind of impact has that had in your life and what does that kind of look like that, you know, when you're seeking out coaches and mentors, what kind of filters do you apply to who you choose to intimately let, allow in your life like that? Mm, that's a great question. Well. You know, I think it kind of has evolved over time. And at first it was like the blocks, blocking and tackling of, of real estate, right? Or in a business, because I think that's the other thing. You get into a business and you, what is uh, Michael Gerber? I think he calls it the entrepreneurial seizure. Like mm -hmm. you're just like, I'm in business. Uh, well, what does that mean? Like, hey, I'm, I'm a musician. You know, I have a, I have a Bachelor of Arts in Humanities. I don't have it you know, a business degree. I don't have, I don't come from a, a family of people who ran, ran businesses. So there's a lot to that. There's a lot to the understanding and learning of, of that business. And also, you know, there's, there's the expression of what you want that business to be. And so having a coach that can help you suss that out and what does it mean? And what, what are the core values of this company that you want? And those core values come from the owner and the owner has to, that has to be expressed. And then you have to have attract people to that company who, who share those values and it, you can you can explain them and you can tell what they are and why and um and so over time then it's like okay well i i always wanted to be i always want to be ahead of my learning and of my demand as a leader in my company or companies whatever of my learning i, I want to be ahead of like okay what what challenges do i have as, as a ceo or as an investor or whatever and so who are the people i need to help me learn uh, the things that I don't see or to work through challenges that I have or, mm -hmm. or you know, structure capital or, you know, we, we, we launched a, a fund. What does it look like raising money or being responsible for? So how do you, how do you find the mentor that you need at that particular time? Well, yeah, I think one of my superpowers is making connections and relationships. And so for me, it's literally been like, I can put it on Facebook and, you know, I have, I have lots of connections, but over time that was because I put myself out there and I created those relationships. If people have a hard time with that, 
I think it's first you seek out places where you can have connection. So, you know, is that in a, you know, local um, meetups and, or, or local people that you know, and then say like, or who's running a business that you are excited about or, or you look up to, or you think that they, um, you want to model your, your business after. So you ask them like, who do you coach or would you coach me? And here's the other thing too. People don't have to spend six figures a year. Books are, are so, that when you think about an 80-20 lever of, of education and learning to cost, come on. Like you yeah. can go to the library and get it for free. You can go on Audible and 22 bucks a month, you can get two books a month. So you don't have to start with some expensive coach. You can really start with saying like, what are those things and what are the books that are being read and what are the podcasts like this one or other real estate? That's essentially what we've done so far is mostly books and yeah. I guess like some programs, but like I've never had an executive coach yet and we're two and a half years into our business and like I'm coming up to things that I've never faced in leadership and yeah. um, I'm turning to the books again, but it seems like you kind of progressed beyond that at some point where you, you wanted something more. What does that look like? Well, I think it's it's at the point where you go to the book and you're like, all right, well, <laughs> I didn't help me very much, or yeah. I, you know, I, I, or I just I need to have a actual conversation and struggle. And I, and to this day, even this morning, I, you know, a good friend of mine, I mentioned Ian, he's, he's a coach. I had something I wanted to work through, and so hey, on the way here, I spent you know five or ten minutes on the phone with her talking through that. And how do we? You know, sometimes we just need to be able to talk through it with somebody who's been there. Or done that, or or has is solving that same problem, or that has compassion for you that you want to have a moment and be upset, and get it out. And uh, a book doesn't help too much with that. I don't think. Do you look for coaches that are like generally at your level, but excel in this one area that you need help with? Or are you looking for people that are well-roundedly like at a whole nother level than you? I think it depends. Like if you're sol- solving like a real technical problem in your business, you want somebody who's a t- who has been there, done that, is there, or you know a magnitude beyond or. But I think from a coach, like a personal coach perspective, for me, it's somebody that I, I want to have chemistry with that person. I want to have respect and, and uh, love for that person. And you know, for, this is for me. I'm sure there's some people that have, you know, they don't care. They just want somebody that's crushing it or whatever. But yeah, I want to have that. I want to have that actual connection so that we build a deep relationship and build that deep trust and build that deep connection so we can have any conversation. Mm. And I think that's where, you know, sometimes that business problem isn't really a business problem. You know, yeah. Some, sometimes that financial problem isn't really a financial problem. It's some sort of thing you need to grow. Yeah, there was a line, I'm going to pull that up, that I just, I thought it was the best line in your book. It was like, the places where you feel resistance in your life are the very places you need to crack open to the daylight because you aren't willing to grow or learn in them. Mm. That was a really good line for me. It's like, it's like little cracks where it's like, I'm resisting like looking at that. <laughs> you actually like shine a bright light on it and you bring others into it. And then that helps you to, to figure out, you know, how to grow past your own bottleneck. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I, I mean, I'm not perfect either. I, I definitely have moments where, you know, I want to have my own personal pity party and be upset, you know, and then you're like, all right, well, what did this solve? Mm-hmm. You know, or that same thing, like that same story, like, no, I'm never going to solve this. This is, ah, uh, and those, those things are, part of the human experience right like so we just have to come back to it and say all right hold up you had your pity party right you know three minutes five minutes it's over so we're going to write down what the actual problem is write down what the feeling is and all feelings are okay that's normal our body we are created that way to have that feeling but it's it's just simply a flag to say hey 
hey, Nathan, like, come back. Mm -hmm. Let's work right through this problem. It seems like you are very self-sufficient at your journaling practice. Like, that seems to be something you mentioned a dozen times in the book as, like, part of the solution to whatever you're dealing with. So, if I'm totally honest, I have, over the last few months, been on and off on it as much as uh, uh, of, like, writing in the physical journal. I'm very much on the notes all the time mm -hmm. in a notepad. And, uh, yeah. but it's the same kind of like mental exercise like you're basically distilling down what the, what the challenge or the problem is yeah. and you're understanding the feelings of it. And then you're like, you seem to be reflective in this way that like, if you didn't include this as part of your repertoire, like you would be screwed. You don't, yeah. you, you would be lacking consciousness of what's holding you back. Absolutely. And I'll, and the other thing too, is every time I get on an airplane, I have a set of notes that I always either read through and or write. And that set of notes is, I don't know exactly, maybe eight years, nine years. And so like the, the problems I was thinking about or the challenges that I was having or the things I was excited about. And so it's been interesting too, to just be able to go back and see the evolution of those things. And you know, what better place to do it than on an airplane when you know, you throw headphones on or whatever. And I don't know, for me, I, I'm usually, you know, listen to a podcast, uh, usually frantically downloading a podcast. Guys, <laughs> like, ah! They're yelling about airplane mode. <laughs> yeah. Turning your phone off. <laughs> oh, man. You're, like, I, hiding it from the steward. <laughs> yeah, I'm consistently, consistently frantically Been there downloading. for sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, so at least now I know I have, like, a handful that are, you know, in backup, which is nice. But, um, consistently uh, trying to get that and then open up those notes and so it's either one of two things it's like the notes of all the things you know learning or it's like these are the goals I've set these are the things I laid out and even as a family this year we laid out and talked through with my wife and our kids and said like hey what do we want to do how do we want to experience this year and what are things that are important and it doesn't mean that we hit all of them you know it wasn't perfect I didn't bat a thousand but we made a, a purposeful conversation yeah. And, uh, and so how do we do it better? And so I, I would say, if you don't have that purposeful re reflection, there's maybe a reason why you're not doing that. Mm. Um, and if you are, then it's great. And then how, do you, how do you actually work through those things that show up? Yeah, I've noticed uh, in, when you're, I'm CEO, co-founder, doing this all day, every day, <laughs> and you're in all these like very intimate relationships, like each of the people in this room right now, I have an intimate relationship with. And I'm like married to Phil in many ways as a business partner. And yeah. my brother Bryce is our other partner. And then I have a wife. And, and you know, in the next couple of years, I, I think I'll start having children. Yeah. How do you handle all these like um, responsibilities? Do you ever feel like, I mean, I'm sure you feel like you've let down either your business or your, or your wife and kids. Like, how do you, what advice do you have for someone in my shoes? Yeah, well, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And I, I think coming back to that open and honest conversation with yourself of like how am I doing and uh, the journal I use is the best self journal in it and it has prompts for three things to think about for that quarter and so you know I typically write it one is family one is personal and one is business yeah I saw that and it's one of those things where I have to also ask for feedback like how am I doing or, you know, a lot of times that feedback comes from your kid or from your wife, like, hey, we haven't had date night in a while. Or, yeah. you know, hey, dad, can we go play Nerf guns? Or his, his latest uh, is Pokemon, which is now on my phone, which I, I still know nothing about Pokemon, to be clear. But um, <laughs> I know more than I, I did a, a few months ago. But if we take time to listen and come back to that, that's where I've, I've found the most learning, the most um, understanding. And I think 
the concept of a balanced life, I think, is untrue. I just don't know if there's balance. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's like there's seasons. Hmm. And there's seasons sometimes when in my business that I have to work like a dog. And there's seasons when I have had months where I didn't have to work much at all. Uh, there's seasons when I've made more money than I ever thought I could make in a day than I, that I make in you know years and I made in a day. And there's been times when I haven't paid myself for months. And I think the, those seasons happen and we get to embrace them. And those are our trophies too. And uh, those trophies become the things that make us who we are. And uh, so, and then I try to try to come back to, you know, my, my kids and regularly do that. Like, regularly have date dates with my daughter and regularly have dates with my son, regularly have dates with my wife. And yeah, it does. It is like a marriage to your, to your business partner. And, uh, but that's when it's like, we have to remind ourselves, I am not this company. This is just a component of my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have a lot of friends who are, who are fighters in the UFC. And, uh, one of them just retired and, you know, he's talking about, I was playing golf with him and, and uh, shout out to Jason Witt, by the way. He's, uh, and uh, he retired and he's like, I've been a fighter my whole life. Like, I'm a fighter, like, but I'm not now because I retired, you know. So how do you find purpose beyond that? And that's where I think I'm a, I'm a you know, musician. I played instruments f- for you know, a long time and I, I can find joy in that. And I play golf and I find joy in that. And I, all these different things, hunting or fishing with my kid and we can find joy and purpose in doing other things that challenge us consistently and they don't have to be expensive we get to all reflect back on the, on those moments in our life where i'm nathan ceo i'm nathan dad i'm nathan yeah. business owner entrepreneur author whatever it is but at the end of the day the essence of who i want to be isn't just when i'm at my best not wrapped up in one of those things yeah um, and one other way to seem to optimize it that we've kind of been on figuring out recently is like the concept of like the zone of genius mm-hmm. or like your personality profile and just like really honoring that. Yeah. Have you done that kind of work before? And is that really helpful? A hundred percent. Yes. You know, disc profile is one that we used all the time. Uh, and now we actually use the PI predictive index. So it's, it's like disc on steroids. So that's one way of looking at that. And then also, hey, if you're, are you a really high detailed person? You know, we don't want to put you in a job that a really high detail person will struggle. Or are you a big picture thinker? We don't want to put you in a high detail you know, mm-hmm. position because you're going to hate your life, right? And you're not going to want to do it. And, and uh, that's that, like, you get your, what, get your notepad out and write the line down and pros and cons. And are these the things I want to do? And what are the things in my job and my... My life that I'm doing right so now. So for you, are you ready to just like hold to that right away? Or do you have to, similar to the employees, like invest in areas that are not the area that like fills you up, but you need to shore this thing up and get it solid before, you know, like how do you handle that? I, I notice that, you know, sometimes Phil and I find ourselves in positions that, you know, we both are very self-aware. This is not the right spot for me. Yeah. But the other employees are busy. We don't need to hire someone right now for this. We need to get this figured out. I'm thinking like right now, entity structuring. Yeah. <laughs> it's like none of us enjoy this. It's a very important decision. Sure. For the business. Like how do you think about something like this as it relates to yourself? Well, two things. Sometimes you do things that you have to deal with things that you don't want to. And it's just part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And number two is that's when you call in your attorney or your business coach or whomever and say like, Hey, I'm in the weeds. I'm stuck in this thing and I'm not sure what to do. And I can't think of a time when 
making a decision and moving on was not the right choice versus like letting that thing faster and circle. Yeah. And, um, because then it just like, it's just sits, you know, it's like you put all these little monkeys on your back and you start, you're carrying them around. So man, I try not to carry the monkeys around. Uh, I try to just like make a decision. If I have to do it, then I'm doing it, but I'm all in. Like, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm just going to freaking do it and be done. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then can come back to it and say like, okay, well, is this, is this what I want to do forever? No. Okay. So now what? Right. Now, now what do I do? Do I need a higher person for that? Do I need to you know, bring in a VA for that? Do we need to not do it at all? Mm. And uh, so that, that's where, you know, working through those things uh, has been really helpful. And I, I'm not perfect at that either. There's still stuff I do that I, you know, I don't particularly enjoy, but I put in the, in the, bank of consciousness of things that I need to address mm-hmm. and, and uh, come back to them. But if there's that burning dumpster fire that keeps showing up. It's like, hey, it's time to deal with that like, yeah. right now. Does anyone have any questions? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'm sure you're on the mic. So you mentioned that you're spending around 100000 in coaching per year. I'm curious how that's structured. Is that in masterminds, do you have an executive coach? Do you have a coach that you work directly with? Or have, and what kind of coaches do you have that you work directly with? And how much of that is for um, business development or for masterminds and so on? Yeah, and it fluctuates. You know, sometimes. So we've been in masterminds for years and different types of masterminds too. So, you know, some of it would be in like an actual big mastermind some of it's been like coaching that we had specific leadership coaching or training in the business itself and so you know i benefit from that and our team benefits from that it's personal one-on-one coaching sometimes we'd even hire a personal one-on-one coach for people in our organization just to help work through that or help deal with me and how do we have those those things that show up and so and then we've had coaches that we've flown in helped us work through different specific problems in the business you know more like the sniper style and I still have coaches that are paid and I have a couple of friends that are all kind of coaches and we help coach each other. And so there might be a conversation with a specific person for a specific problem that I know, hey, they're really good at this. Um, How many people do you need to consult? Do you need to like triangulate opinions by getting like three or more? Or you just like go deep with one and be like, I'm going to make a decision right now? Typically, it's the latter. Okay. You know, if it's like a big structural business decision, I'll talk to a couple of people. And I, and I have close friends that all run big businesses and are awesome so it's like the coaching and managing piece is is one thing the executive like that problem solving is one thing and uh so it really just depends in an ebb and flow and i don't think people need to feel like they need to spend 100 grand on coaching or whatever but there's an evolution of like how are you solving that problem and who can you work through that problem with and uh, it's kind of like the I have the same relationship with the title company solving problems, right? Like we have a long history of, hey, we can work together or our attorney where you build a relationship and rapport and trust and solving those problems. So I don't look at it any differently. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So you were talking about how before you were uh, chasing to expand your company Mm -hmm. and have a large operation. So my question has to do with a personal why did that happened because you had a personal why that had to do with that or was it difficult for you to shift once you reconnected more to what that why was for you? Well, I think the why showing up of, of having more time with my kids, with my family, doing the stuff I wanted. So making that present all the time was helpful 
for sure. But I would say also, you know, when I looked at the company and I think there was a period of time where bigger was better just because and not because why. And so as I looked back through that and I I had the, the realization of like, this is, I'm not having fun doing this. It's not fun as big as we had gotten. And it doesn't mean that's right for everybody, right? It's just for what it was for me. And so a reconnection of purpose and why, but also then saying like, is the creation of this thing what I really want to do? And so in that, it was a resounding no. <laughs> and it's like the Richard Branson, like it's either a hell yes or no. Yeah. And and so that was the, the reminder of like, okay, so now what? And, and we hired a coach that came in into our organization and we spent multiple days working through that. And About how to untangle like the bigness you had going on and make yeah. it more simple? Yeah. Yeah, and it was tough. It was a tough conversation, tough time to work through that. But at the end of the day, it was one of those things where I also had those gut feelings like, I know this is right, but I almost, almost trying to talk myself out of it. So it was cool to, to work through the process of saying, okay, well, is this really what I want? Great. Now let's take action on it. Because again, not suffering it. Like, I'm going to make a choice and then we're going to make a call. Yeah. I've noticed like uh, coaching Galena. Um, Galena is like a lot of, I like, think, the avatar for like why I kind of created this show. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of her that I've heard before from, and from other people is like she's kind of scared to look at her big why because it's, it makes you have to start making commitments and cutting things out of your life. And I don't know, maybe you can clarify that, but what advice do you have for like, um, just like looking really nakedly at that big why mm-hmm. um, and, and getting clear on it? How do you do that when it comes with all these like feelings and triggers and emotions that cloud your desire to even like look at it deeply? Well, I think this might be an odd uh, first response to that, but um, and this is not directed to you. I don't even, we haven't had this conversation <laughs> at all. Uh, but I think it's like, it starts with actually loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think there's a fear response and trigger that comes with that. Like, oh no, if I write this down and like I'm committing myself to doing this and I'm not good enough. I'm, I remember sitting in this cigar shop and this guy was telling me, he's like, oh, I want to, I, I remember what he wanted to do. Something. He's like, oh, I'm really, but then it's like, oh, but, you know, I, I don't have time. But I really want to, you know, and like ask me more questions. And I, you know, I don't have any money. And I'm just like, you don't really want that. Like, you don't. Like, you're just making excuse after, after excuse of, of the thing in, in, in place. And that comes back to that story you're telling yourself. I don't have time. I'm not smart enough. I don't have money. I'm not good enough. Blah, 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 right? So we, we pull those stories out and then we say, okay, is this really what I wanted? Is this, am I really creating uh, that time and space? And so I think for somebody who's trying to find something and you don't have anything, then start with like, blank makes me happy. Blank brings me fulfillment. And then you can start there. And then the other thing is like the blank calendar. Like, what do you want to put on it? You have a blank calendar. Like, write it in. And, uh, you know, like, why well, work a nine-to-five job? Well, you know what? There's 24 hours in a day. Put one line in there across two days that's in your purpose and fulfilling. Start somewhere. And then you have the opportunity to expand on that, work on that, and read books and dig into it and talk to your friends. And some people aren't going to be helpful with that because they're going to be stuck in that same negative trail. But if once you know it and see it, then you can change it. Yeah. 
Do you have any follow-up about that? You already answered part of it. I really wanted to know how did you go about finding what you actually want? I am relentless in doing stuff that challenges me. And so, you know, whether it was a kid and, and uh, being in places that were scary or uncomfortable, I won't, I'm not going to say that I have like just this clear picture all the time. I just always put myself in situations that make me challenge myself or struggle. I took a MMA fight at you know 39. Why? Because I, you know for years I was literally bullied as a kid, afraid of those kind of interactions. And where do you put yourself as a man, as a as a father, as a dad? Like, so it wasn't necessarily my purpose, but that struggle was actually the trophy through that process, right? And like, how far can you dig down and and uh, suffer? Well, being a you know five minute round with a professional fighter and get punched in the face, right? It, it sounds like a terrible experience, and it is in some way, <laughs> right? But it also was like, okay, I don't want to be afraid anymore mm. of this. So it wasn't necessarily my purpose to you know, be in an MMA fight, but it was my purpose to seek out that discomfort and, and explore it. And um, Or like I watched the Japanese dude win the Masters two years ago, and I'd been pondering golf for years, and uh, that was it. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I think sometimes it's literally just having enough space and breadth and a little money that gives you the opportunity to chase something that you're excited about. And you give yourself the opportunity to do that. And, uh, you know, just like playing music. Like for years, I've dreamt about owning a house big enough to put a grand piano in it. And, you know, I remember the day when I walked into my house and I, there was a room, like right when you walk in, there's like a, corridor or whatever and I was like that's it like and I have a grand piano in that room and it's the day I bought it I literally bought that piano before I bought the house because I was like it's done like I wanted to have that for years I played it last night like 10 o'clock I had a glass of wine sitting on the piano and I played through a bunch of different keys because I was like oh that'll be interesting like how many key changes can I get to this thing Hmm. so and it's just the opportunity that I created for it I don't know if that answers the question, but... <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, I'm really curious about, um, you're in this new stage, it seems like, where you have this slimmed down company, you're doing Airbnb things, but it seems like a lot of your focus is on like what you're writing about, what you're teaching about, you're doing things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you teach me about like your, your views on like taking on mentees and being a mentor? Like, what does that do for your purpose? And is that something that like is an important thing you're after in this stage of your life? Well, I am definitely focused more and more on on the book and the feeling of excitement. And mm. like when I really sit there and think, uh, is it, you know, do I want to go flip some houses or do I want to really impact a bunch of people to go make their own choices and create their own extraordinary life? And like that is so exciting to me. And so, you know, I've done some personal coaching, uh, and it, it's not that I won't do that, but um, the writing, I really found joy in the writing. And by the way, as funny enough, uh, there's a, the books over here in the corner where I'm pointing, but uh, I actually, I wrote the whole book once, and I reread it. I wrote it in 19 days, 72,000 words, and I reread it, and I hated it. And so, uh, in the spirit of this, like really wanting the outcome you want. I, and I'd hired a coach for that too. So I spent a lot of money on a, on a book coach. 
And so I ended up rewriting the first chapter and then the second chapter and the third chapter. And I ended up rewriting the entire book again, 66,000 words. So by the time I was done with like pre-writing and the first time through and the second time through, I'd written basically three books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the expression of what I wanted people to feel and how I wanted to feel about it is what I'm so excited about. And um, so I want to find ways that we can help impact that. So I don't know if I'm necessarily thinking about it like a one-to-one kind of mentorship sort of thing or like how can I really... Do you think you're about to be an entrepreneur of a whole new thing that's not a real estate? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, I, I and it's already in the works. Like we have a mini course that we're... I have a producer from LA that's coming out in a couple weeks and uh, we'll have a mini course that will kind of work you through some of those those things and those lies and that that we tell ourselves in the book and then I have a full course that'll go through every chapter. It's like... The last thing I want to do is have a book that people don't know what to do with. You know, like you have the feeling. I remember like how many times have you read a book and you're like, you have that feeling of like, I am on fire. Now what? Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to solve that. I didn't want to have that feeling about it. And uh, so the response I've gotten so far, the book were like, hey, I think this thing has some wings. And how do we go about really making an impact? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. Well, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. And do anyone else have anything more to ask about? I had a couple, but the main one that was jumping out at me was, uh, can you elaborate on if there's any, like, you're hinting at, like, problems that you want to solve, like, starting with the mission stuff. And then I'm kind of hearing some of that in the book. Like, is there a problem or a set of problems that's, like, nearest and dearest to your heart that you're, like, on a mission to solve? Yeah, I have a couple. Um, It's, like, arts and education, for sure. So... My wife was a school teacher for 15 years. We actually homeschool our kiddos, not for like a specific religious reason or something like that, but just because we want them to have that experience of, you know, hey, we, my son, so I'm an avid deer hunter or avid hunter, right? And um, I'm hunting with my son the other day and we're out, you know, past dark and he's like, does this count as science? And I'm like, heck yeah, it does. Like, this is awesome, right? But pr- problem wise, you know, I grew up, playing string bass and piano since I was in fifth grade and I think of all the schools and all the kiddos that there's a lot of attention to the sports side I mean I love sports I love I love playing sports I love watching sports but you know on the art side I want to help you know if there's a kid in the school mom's working two jobs and can't afford it you know like I want to buy that kid that violin uh, I want to find a way to, to make an impact and um, I want to find the schools that don't have money for those arts program or all the cool markers and stuff that we have in our house that we're so lucky to have. And yeah, how do we help bless those art teachers and stuff like that? So yeah, that's, that's on my mind. My problem is I'll dive in and then, you know, become obsessed. So I have to, I have to put things on uh, in notes instead of in action sometimes and, and then uh, hold that concept without taking action. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I just want to commend like your authenticity, like uh you're such a shining example of being able to um, vulnerably say, I don't know what I need to do next. I don't know how I need to grow next, but I, I know that if I put it out there, someone will come to support me mm-hmm. and then vice versa. You provide that support for others in your company, through your clients, with your family. Yeah, it's like, thank you for speaking into my life and our life too. Um, we're definitely like, you know, a couple of decades behind you in our growth. And um, it's just super valuable to have someone that's like walked the path, very similar path that I feel like we're walking or I'm walking. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and share all these things. And I think you're going to impact people. Um, I think 500 or so listen at this mo- moment in time. And as we get, you know, bigger and more influential, more people will, will download and listen. Be that person on the plane having yeah. their, their life figured out from you. And it's well, really, I, really cool. I appreciate that, man. And I appreciate being here. And I think you did a wonderful job. You know, I think you also exude that energy and desire to impact people and so that will come through and and uh the desire to get better desire to be a great entrepreneur a great owner a great business you know man father husband whatever like those things are all beautiful things to to pursue and it's never ending right so we can always get better yeah thank you yep thank you appreciate it So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question? Or is there something we can help you work through to figure out and reach your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Just send us an email or a message on Facebook. If you want continued inspiration, subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our insightful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. And if you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as receive daily inspiration. Follow the podcast and journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast or at People of Purpose on Facebook to join our purpose-seeking community. By joining, you will know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose news, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration. I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me to nourish your path to purpose. Lastly, if you like this podcast, please post a review wherever you listen to it. Doing so will not only help us to grow, but will also allow your voice to be heard and who knows who you could inspire. Cheers, and here's to becoming.